feel like you could be experiencing a quarter life crisis or quarter life confusion as I like to call it, then Love My Quarter Life might just be the podcast you've been waiting for. The weekly episodes offer you digestible, actionable and relatable guidance to help you navigate the oh-so-common challenges that our quarter lives throw at us. So if you're in your 20s or 30s and feeling stuck, confused, lost and unfulfilled, then welcome to the club. You're not alone, you're in the right place and I think you're gonna like it here. Enjoy the episode. Hello and Happy New Year! Welcome back to Love My Quarter Life or welcome to Love My Quarter Life if this is the first time that you are listening. Love My Quarter Life is a personal development podcast for anyone in their 20s and 30s who are feeling a bit lost, stuck and confused in life right now. I know there's a lot of us out there. Now this is the first episode of 2024. I've had a little break a much needed break, in fact, over the Christmas period. And it's now so good to be back with you and jumping into 2024 with an episode on goal setting. Before we do that, let me give you a little life update. I have had the loveliest few weeks because my mom has been out to visit me in Australia and it has been amazing to have her here and to spend so much quality time with her. She is leaving this week So we are making the most of our last few days together and enjoying the sunshine before she goes back to winter in the UK. I hope you had a really good chance to relax and recharge over the Christmas break. I know I did. I had a couple of weeks off from work and obviously off from the podcast as well. And it just felt amazing to be fully switched off and really give my brain some downtime and to not be in such a frenzied state all of the time. So I really hope you managed to have some downtime as well. I done some big reflecting on 2023 over the last couple of weeks and particularly what I loved about last year and what I didn't love about last year. I've been thinking about things that I wish I had done, but I didn't get done or things that I wish I'd done a bit differently. And I've uncovered some really big truths and some guidance and made some decisions based on those which I am going to implement this year. And one of those is that I'm going to be taking a bit of a step back from Instagram and from social media to help me focus a lot more on the podcast. So when I started the podcast in September last year, I didn't realize how much time and effort goes into creating Instagram posts. And I put myself under so much pressure to align with Instagram's algorithm and try to post every day and try to create amazing content all the time to help promote the podcast. And in doing so, without even realizing, my focus just shifted more to creating posts for Instagram rather than creating episodes for the podcast. I do not know why that happened or how that happened, but when I reflected on this a few weeks ago, I found some massive clarity and realized that that is what I was doing and that is definitely where I was kind of spending more of my time. And I could see really clearly that I had to realign my priorities and reduce the time that I was spending making social media posts and put more of that time and love into the actual podcast episodes instead. And so after realizing this, I've decided to reduce posting to just about three, maybe four times a week. 
and I feel so much better and lighter and so much more excited for having made that decision. And I'm really looking forward to really just diving in and prioritizing the podcast this year. So yeah, lots of really exciting things to come with the podcast. Please stick with me. I hope you've been enjoying the episodes so far. Honestly, I've just been getting started. So there is a lot more to come. And I think this is going to be a really big and exciting year for the podcast. So yeah, I hope you will stick around for everything that is to come this year. Now, before we dive into goal setting, before Christmas, I did a podcast episode called Do These Things in December to Make 2024 Your Best Year Yet. And on that episode, I listed 13 self-reflection questions And if you haven't thought about those yet, I highly recommend you do before you look at setting any goals for 2024. I am going to list those 13 questions in the show notes. And the reason that I want you to look at those questions first is because it's impossible to know what you want to create in 2024 without reviewing 2023 first and identifying the changes that you want to make and the things that you would do differently now. And, you know, getting really clear on the areas of improvement and the challenges that you went through, the mistakes that you made, the failures you experienced, the best bits, the things that you loved. Okay, so uncovering all of those things first is what gives you your roadmap to help make 2024 even better. So if you haven't already done some self-reflection on that share, please, please do so before we get into goal setting, which we are going to do right now. Okay, so I want to start off by sharing a little bit of context into why it's important to set goals in our 20s and 30s and how they really benefit us. And I want to give a bit of insight into the attributes of successful goal setting so that you can use this to help you set your own goals. Then I am going to run you through a step-by-step process which helps you to evaluate different areas of your life and look at where you are now in those areas and where you'd like to be in 12 months time so that you can use this to put goals and actions in place which will literally give you a roadmap to follow and work along in 2024. So I don't know about you, but since my mid-20s, I've always felt this huge pressure to set goals. And I felt like I was less than because I didn't set goals. And if somebody asked me what my goals were, I'd feel stupid and insecure and inadequate because I just didn't have any goals. And the reason why I didn't have any goals was A, because I didn't know what I wanted to achieve. B, because I didn't know how to set goals. And C, I didn't understand the impact that goal setting could have. And so I found the whole process of setting goals and having goals, just really annoying, to be honest, and quite confusing and difficult and a bit of a waste of time. And honestly, this was the case up until about two, maybe three years ago. So I know that feeling and that pressure very well. And if you can relate to those feelings around goals and goal setting, then please know that you are absolutely not alone. Those feelings are completely normal and justified. And what I hope to do by the end of this episode is to help you feel a little bit more comfortable about goal setting and to help you feel more equipped and confident in making some of your own. So the first thing that you need to know to help with this is that you can set goals 
in any way that you want and about anything that you want. Goals do not need to be lose five kilos in the next 12 months or save five thousand pounds in the next year or buy a house this year or find the love of my life in 2024 okay yes they might work for some people but those goals are so broad they're so generic and they are actually meaningless to most people so goals should be personal to you and something which if you achieved would make you really bloody happy all right so some examples of goals could be read five non-fiction books this year or go on a solo trip to Ireland (laughs) or compete in a dance competition or pass a driving test, join a band, become proficient in Spanish, move into your own place, update your CV. Okay, goals can be anything that is important and meaningful to you. Forget anything that society or the other people in the personal development space are telling you and making you feel that your goals should be something bigger and something better, okay? Your goals are none of society's business. They're none of anybody else's business but your own. So the most important thing to know is that goals should only be important and meaningful to you and they can be anything that you want. Another thing that you need to know is that you don't need loads of goals, okay? With goal setting, It's definitely quality over quantity. And if you have one or two really important goals that you are dedicated and motivated to achieve, then your chance of achieving them is so much higher than if you have, say, six or seven goals that you also wanted to achieve. Also, while I do think it's important to have a rough deadline by when you want to achieve a certain goal, if you don't achieve your goal by the deadline that you've set, it really doesn't matter. The main thing is that you are working towards it and you are making progress. And the goals themselves and the deadlines and the course of action that we create to achieve them can all be changed and adapted along the way, all right? Nothing is set in stone. So goals should be specific and meaningful to you and absolutely not based on society's expectations. It is definitely quality over quantity and nothing is set in stone. Okay, just because you set a goal and then get off track with it doesn't mean that that goal should be given up on. You can just adapt the goal based on how you are approaching it. There's a really popular approach to goal setting and it is called SMART goals. So SMART is an acronym which stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant and Timely. And this concept has been around for decades. It's nothing new at all, but it is very popular. And I personally really like it. So I did want to share it with you now. But if you don't like it or it doesn't kind of resonate with you and you don't want to use it in your goal setting, that is absolutely fine. Remember, this process of goal setting is completely personal to you. But if you are interested in using the SMART goals approach, then here's how it goes. So the S for specific means that your goal should be specific and not too broad or general. So for example, having the goal of saving £1,000 by June 2024 is much more specific than save money this year. The M is for measurable and this means that progress on the goal should be able to be tracked and measured. The A is for attainable and this one is so important. So this means that the goal should not be impossible. It should be attainable, achievable 
And yes, of course, it should stretch you and bring a bit of challenge, but it should not be so difficult to achieve that you are basically setting yourself up for failure before you've even started. The R for relevant means that the goal has to be relevant to you. So this is the same as what I was saying about it being personal and meaningful. There's no point in setting a goal to read one book a month about cats if you have absolutely no interest or enjoyment in reading and you absolutely hate cats. (laughs) Goals need to be relevant to you and what you want to achieve in life. The T for timely or time bound, it's sometimes written. So that means that goals should be given a realistic deadline to be achieved by. The key word being realistic, all right? Don't set yourself a goal to run a marathon by April if you've never ran more than 3K in your life. And remember, the time frame, as I mentioned, can be adjusted as you go, as long as you are making progress. But it is good to put a realistic time frame in place at the beginning rather than something vague like someday this year. Okay? So that's the SMART goals framework, which, as I say, you can choose to follow or not when setting your goals. I advise that you do because I think it gives some really helpful criteria and guidelines for how to set goals, as well as increasing our chances of actually achieving them as well. All right, so with that, let's set some goals. Now, the process I'm going to walk you through doesn't just involve you thinking about a goal, writing it down, and then off you go, best of luck to you. That's why goals usually aren't achieved, because they're thought about and then they're forgotten about just as quickly. This process is a bit more detailed than that and involves the following steps. First of all, we review the different aspects of your life which are important to you, such as self-care, personal development, professional development, your finances, your love life, your friends and family. And we give them a score out of 10 on how satisfied you are in those areas at the moment. Then you think about what you want that score to be by the end of this year. So for example, in the self-care category, you might think you're at about a five now. You are taking okay care of yourself, but you know you could be doing a lot more. And so by the end of this year, you want that number to be an eight. You then give yourself a score for where you want to be at the end of each quarter in the year, which will help you lead up to your score of eight by the end of the year. You then give yourself one to three actions to take each quarter. So a quarter is every three months, which is going to help you to get to that score that you want to achieve in that quarter. And this will also help you achieve your overall score that you are aiming to get to by the end of the year as well. And so the end result is a list of actions that you will take throughout the year, which will hopefully result in you reaching your ideal satisfaction score in the areas of your life which are most important to you. Now, to help you with this, I've created a template which is in a spreadsheet for you to use. And the link to this is in the show notes. Once it's open, click File and make a copy and a new version will open up for you. And this is your personal spreadsheet to use, okay? Nobody else can access this. And you will see in the spreadsheet, I've also given you an example sheet to help you as well when you are writing your own goals. 
So if you have access to a computer now and you want to set your goals as we go through this together, then I highly recommend you do that as it's going to be most, most helpful. Go ahead now and open up the sheet. But if you aren't able to open up the template now, no worries. You can still follow along and think about your goals. But I do recommend you coming into the show notes when you can to open up the template and fill it out because this is what you will use as your roadmap to help you achieve your goals for the year. So the different areas of life that I think are probably the most significant and important areas that we should all be working on in our 20s and 30s are as follows. Personal growth, self-care and mental health, physical health, professional growth, fun and experiences, love, family and friends, and finances. If any of those areas are not really important to you and you don't think that you need to improve them this year, then you can simply leave them out. So the first step is to go through each of those areas and give yourself a score out of 10 on how satisfied you are in each of them. In case you're not familiar with personal growth, personal growth is basically your own personal development. Okay, so think about how satisfied you are with the effort that you are putting into your own personal growth and development. Now, the fact that you are listening to this podcast tells me that you are definitely committed to your personal development at least a little bit, which is fabulous. Maybe you listen to lots of other personal development podcasts as well, or maybe you read personal development books or go to events and retreats. Maybe you don't do any of those things, but really want to or really want to explore your personal growth and development further this year. Whatever you are at at the moment is completely fine, all right? So out of 10, how would you rate yourself on how satisfied you are with your own personal growth and development at the moment? And then once you've got that number, think about what you would like that number to be by the end of this year. Once you've got those two numbers, the second step is to give yourself a score out of 10 for each quarter in 2024. So a quarter is every three months, all right? So quarter one is January, February, March. Quarter two is April, May, and June. Quarter three is July, August, and September. And quarter four is October, November, and December. So if I gave myself a current score of five in personal development, and by the end of the year, I want to be an eight, then I might give myself a score of six for Q1, seven for Q2, seven for Q3, and eight for Q4. Now, when you're thinking about your scores for each quarter, think about what you are likely going to be doing at that time of the year, which might impact the level of work or attention that you can give to that specific area of your life. For example, for me in Q2 this year, I know that I'm going to be at home in the UK and I'm going to be catching up with friends and family and I'll be going on holiday. And so my personal development target will probably dip during that quarter. It would be very unrealistic for me to give myself an eight on personal development in Q2 when I know I'll be investing most of my time into having fun with my friends and family rather than on my own personal development. So keep those types of things in mind when you are attributing a score to each quarter. Then once you have a target score for each quarter, you are going to write one to three actions you will take, which will help you to achieve that score. So for example, in Q1 could be read two personal development books and listen to two personal development podcast episodes per week. 
Q2 could be exactly the same as Q1. Read two books, listen to two episodes per week. In quarter three, you might want to step that up a little bit and read the two books, listen to the two podcast episodes, and also attend an online workshop. And in Q4, you might want to read the two books, listen to the two episodes a week, and complete some kind of mini course or program in a personal development area or topic. And so the idea is that if you were to complete these actions in each of these quarters, then by the end of the year, your personal development score would have increased from a five to an eight, which is what you intended it to be. Now, a final step, which you don't have to do, but I do think it helps tie kind of everything together, is summarize what you want to achieve in that year with two or three annual goals, which combine all of the quarterly goals together. So in this example that I've just given, the annual goals would be read eight personal development books, attend an online workshop and complete a mini course or program. Okay, so you can see how I've kind of tied in the collective quarterly goals into two or three annual goals at the end. All right, and that's it. So there you have three really good goals for yourself, which are gonna improve your personal growth and development significantly. And please, please keep in mind, this was just an example, okay? This was not me telling you what your goal should be. I just wanted to give you an example of what that would look like as you go through that process. So once you've done your goals for the first area of personal growth and development, then all you need to do now is repeat that process for all of the different areas of your life that I mentioned earlier. So the remaining ones are self-care and mental health, physical health, professional growth, fun and experiences, love, family and friends, and finances. And after you've done this, you'll not only have two or three goals in each of those areas, but you'll also have a roadmap written for you to follow every three months to help you keep on track and achieve them. And a final, final thing you can do in this process, once you have your two or three annual goals in each area, is look at them collectively and pick out the most important ones. So which ones are the non-negotiables? Which ones are the ones that if you don't achieve them, you're gonna be really, really disappointed about? And when you identify those, you can highlight them in a different color so that they really stand out. And then even if you can only achieve one or two goals that you set out to do in 2024, then at least they will be your most important and meaningful ones. Now, a few things to keep in mind. Number one, when writing your quarterly actions, do not give yourself more than three per quarter in each area because you'll be completely overwhelmed. Number two is to remember the SMART goals acronym when you are thinking about the quarterly actions and thinking about the annual goals. So when you have your goals written, just do the SMART acronym test to make sure that all of the letters in the acronym are being met. Number three is to use the template that I've provided and at the start of each month, take yourself out for a coffee or for brunch and look at the goals for each quarter and use this to keep on track to see how you're getting on and importantly use it to update your goals if you need to. If you find yourself slipping behind in a goal, perhaps you've just got too much on or unexpected life events have happened or maybe you've just underestimated how long it would take to achieve something, this happens all the time okay and when it does 
you just alter your goals accordingly. You don't need to get rid of them. You don't need to scrap them and give up on them. You just move the goalposts. So if after quarter one, you're only at the start of your second personal development book and you said that you would read two in the whole quarter, then it's probably best that you reduce the goal to read one personal development book per quarter instead. You know, it's still better than reading none and it's still pushing you towards your goal of improving that area of your life. So when you find goals aren't being stuck to, it's so much better to adapt the goal than throw it out of the window completely. And the final thing I wanted to remind you of is that I've added a whole load of examples in the template. They are in the second tab, which is labeled examples, and they are there just to give you a bit of guidance and inspiration to help you write your own goals. But please remember what I said, your goals need to be meaningful to you. Do not set a goal that you are really not bothered about achieving. All right, that is it from me today. I really hope this was helpful. If you have any questions at all about goal setting or about how to use this template, then you can DM me on Instagram. My page is at lovemyquarterlife. I would love to hear from you and support you with your goals. So please don't hesitate to reach out. And one final thing that I wanna mention is if you have tuned into a few episodes now, and you're enjoying what you're hearing, I would be so, so grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify. Your reviews mean the absolute world to me and they really help with reaching more young women who are going through a bit of quarter-life confusion as well. So if you have a spare minute to leave a review, that would be greatly appreciated. All right, very best of luck with your goal setting this week. Next week's episode, I am gonna be sharing some helpful pieces of advice and my top habits, which I think everyone in their 20s and 30s should implement this year. So if you feel really ready and really motivated to make 2024 a standout year for you, then please tune in next week. I cannot wait to see you then. Bye.